0: Hey, hey, what up, y'all? Welcome to Gobi Games Podcast. I'm Goby, and I'm flying solo again tonight. It's been a rough week. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's been one of them weeks for sure. I know I try, I'm try. i trying to get more of these out for you guys, but it just life is being a pain right now, and it's just not working out the way I want it to. Um, so... As most of you guys know, I'm an avid Division 2 player, pushing right around 500 hours into the game at the current moment. Uh, And I finally got to try the raid with my clan for the first time on Sunday. And it went as well as you can think most raids would go for first time people for pretty much everybody is a first timer in the raid it didn't go very well at all. Uh we kinda got to learn the boss mechanics for the first boss and that was it, but man was that a nightmare. Uh yeah. It was it was definitely rough. i definitely you need to go in with some pretty stout builds. Um if you wanna, you know, be successful. Um a bunch of the people in the clan that weren't up to snuff per se with the dps been uh checking out this video by gc rock and it's a beginner's raid build um perfect for dark hours raid um so if you guys are interested uh, i will put a link to his video in this description of the podcast um go check it out it's a pretty solid build um my build is similar to it but it's not exactly the same um i tweaked mine from a actually a dz build um but i run three providence defense um two bellstone armory and then one uh, i call it the hammer bros I want to say it's... Oh, I can't even think of it. I'm trying to find the, the screenshot I posted, but it's so far back. I can't even believe it. Um, so, yeah, obviously The Division 2, they're rerunning all of the seasons and whatnot, upcoming to their new game mode later in the week. Or later in the week, yes, later in the week, woohoo! Uh, later this year. Um so part of that obviously if you missed out on season one um when it released uh now's a good chance to catch up on it uh west end league is live until march 30th if you haven't played division two and you don't know what leagues is basically you rerun um story missions and you have a set timer um and most of the time i want to say it's like 12 minutes for hard and 14 minutes for challenging or something like that and if you come in underneath that you get 10 stars and as long as you get 30 stars a week uh you get all the league rewards so you don't have to get all i believe they do 50 or 60 stars per week in leagues run for two weeks So like this will be the West End League and then when the next agent comes out um, You'll have a week with no league and then the week after the agent is released You'll get a league for two weeks and then a new agent will be released Usually sometime in there. There's also um, Global events and whatnot Some of them are okay Um, Some of them not so much Um, the reanimated one though that came with the Resident Evil was probably my favorite. It was quite a bit of fun. <sighs> but, alright, so we're, we're going to move on to, to some to Council Wars stuff. Yes. If you haven't heard the news, all Bethesda games will be exclusive to platforms where Game Pass exists. So, sorry, PS4 users and PS5 users. Um, you want to play Elder Scrolls or the next Fallout game? Gonna have to buy a PC or an Xbox. Did I see this coming? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, for the last couple of years, people have always been saying that the problem with Xbox is their lack of first party exclusives. And while halo is a strong ip and gears of war is a strong ip i mean i grant granted i'm a huge gears of war fan but i'll be the first one to admit that gears of war is just not a game that's going to be pulling people to xbox it's it's slightly above a niche game at this point but it's still pretty much a niche game uh, it's it's not something that you know a lot of people really get into i mean obviously i love it but it's not for everybody um and again same thing with halo halo's a great game it's a solid ip it's been solid ip for years there's plenty of great games in there i mean the master chief collection went through some growing phases we'll call them that yeah we'll call we'll definitely call that um and it's grown into a remarkably good game I mean it was it a remarkably good game at the beginning of its life? Fuck no. It was a tr- trash wreck. It was horrible. Uh now obviously I'd love to have crossplay with the Master Chief Collection, but it's still one of those games that doesn't have it. Um but it is what it is. It's still Halo. But Xbox needed more feathers in their cap, per se, when it came to gaming IP, and that's exactly what this did. Now, it also kind of threw another light on this whole cross play council war thing as well. Um, You know, something that in our clan, Outriders, uh, which comes out on April 1st, if you didn't know about it, um, the demo is still out and live. Go check it out if you haven't. It's a lot of fun. At least I found it fun. The demo is a little underwhelming in the story so if you're trying to glean the story from the demo i'm gonna tell you right now it's it's not you're not gonna get anything from it it's the basically the prologue before you have your powers and a couple of missions after you get your powers and stuff so you can ground grind out to level seven and kind of get a feel for the game mechanics and and the world and whatnot um I have a feeling that the game is going to be slightly different than the demo. I feel like it's going to be more open worldish, and it's... <clears throat> it's going to be more like a Mass Effect game or a Borderlands game, um, which isn't a bad thing. I think both of those things are great, obviously, other than Borderlands 3, which um, I haven't played, but I also haven't heard glowing reviews about the story. I mean, everybody seems to love the mechanics of Borderlands 3, but the story... Eh, it's getting mixed reviews i mean and you know some of the things i was reading you know it's missing a lot of the quippy one-liners that you got from borderlands 2 that just you know put you in stitches in your chair as you're playing this game or the you know uh people bring up the curse shotgun and the curse smg from borderlands 2 which i gotta agree i mean that thing was fucking hilarious um and the screams that came out of it when you know you swapped weapons and whatnot, uh, yeah, it was good. Um, but what you know, what was that other thing I was talking about with the crossplay and you know that issue? Oh, communication. Now most games seem to have in-game communication, so it's not a huge deal. But Outriders, after playing the demo, we realized that it doesn't have any in-game voice. So, how are we going to communicate across platforms since we're a global gaming community? You know, we have PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, PC, I mean, Nintendo Switch. We even have mobile people that play games on mobile and stuff like that. But how are we all going to talk? Well, you know, immediately everybody was like, oh, Discord. Sure. I mean, Discord natively works on PC, it works on mobile very well. Um, but it doesn't work on consoles either way uh now there is a little caveat to that um the xbox does have a third-party app called quarrel um q-u-a-r-r-e-l i believe is how it's spelled um it'll allow you to log in and sign into discord and use voice and all that stuff and works really well um but that really only helps with pc players and you know xbox players um where you know a lot of times when i play cross play games with my other xbox friends we just jump into an xbox live party because the xbox app on pc is built pretty much right into windows 10 it works seamlessly it it just works voice works good the xbox party system works good it works great for them it works pretty decent on the pc as well um discord and xbox you know sure it it works does it work as flawlessly as xbox party chat no it doesn't but it's still a solid foundation so what can you do if you're on ps playstation ah that is a that's a tough one Um, There are some headsets out there that allow you to have two inputs into them. The biggest thing is you're going to need a mix amp. Um, Everything I've read on how to get Discord onto a PlayStation, you basically need a mix amp to do this. Um, Astro does make a really good mix amp, uh, and you can buy it solo. I can't remember the price off the top of my head. I know you can pick it up from Amazon. There are two versions. They both work with the PC. However, one version works with uh, PS4 and PC or PS5 and PC. And the other one is Xbox and PC. So just be careful when you're looking at them. If you do decide to go with the mix amp route, that you get the correct mix amp for your system. Um, And I mean, I could go into detail on that more if people really wanted me to in other podcasts and whatnot but you know i think at this point sony's got to get off the walled garden thing i know this is going to sound like a, a hate on sony podcast and i honestly i don't give a shit because somebody needs to kick them in their genitals and tell them to pull their head out of their fucking ass um Crossplay's here to stay it it's only gonna more and more games are only going to be cross-play so we need to get some kind of communication platform on all of these consoles and PCs, so that us as gamers can communicate now i also use gilded a lot and it's great too i mean i actually use gilded for my podcast except for it doesn't have the cool overlay so i couldn't do the make the videos with gilded um and I have had some issues with the voice. They don't have nearly as many servers as Discord, but they, they're growing. Uh, they do have some really other great features, um, like being able to put up a calendar for your server. Like, So we have a GS1, um, and you go into, like I set up the Division 2 raid, you just go in it's got a calendar function you can set it up they even have an avail- availability section so it's kind of like they took um the 100 and discord and merged them into one and added in some other old school form stuff too just to be cool and you know whatever but you know obviously it's still missing some features they are working on it you know it's gradually improving so it's something to keep an eye on but you know gilded or discord one of them needs to make it onto the playstation like at this point because if they don't and i hate to say it but if sony keeps up the whole attitude you know here we're this walled garden this is the gaming experience you want gamers are gonna go away from it i mean i've been gaming on pc for a while um so most of you guys don't probably don't remember that Macs actually play games. You know, Apples can play games. Now, why aren't they supported? Well, because Apple decided to go with the walled garden approach. And, I mean, obviously part of it is their Unix-based operating system as well. Um, but, you know, they, they went that walled garden approach and a lot of developers just decided it was easier just not to deal with it and mac support got left pretty much in the dust now has it been making a comeback in recent years yeah it has but again that's not really on apple that's totally on linux gaming and actually steam has quite a bit to deal with that and i i will actually go into that in a future podcast i think in talk a little bit more about linux gaming so i can actually get back to my roots um i actually did is a huge linux guy i'd much rather be running linux on my desktop than windows um but unfortunately i'm a gamer so if i want to play any kind of game on my pc i gotta have windows 10 oh sure i could dual boot but in reality dual build booting is just it's a band-aid um You don't ever spend as much time in linux because you're always in windows anyway and anything you're going to do in win linux you just end up doing in in windows anyway um but it's you know linux gaming has come quite a bit far actually the last time i tried it i was actually running the division on linux the original division and i got it up and running inside linux um which was pretty cool but again it wasn't suitable for everyday use so i kind of just i was playing around with it experimenting it and whatnot and moved on um now so this year well actually last year and this year so so far this year uh everybody's been bagging on cyberpunk 2077 pretty much uh but you know i actually i enjoy the game It runs great for me, um, and I've been having a good time with it. I still haven't finished it. I'm not even fucking close to done with it. I don't care. I'm just enjoying it and taking my time with it and whatnot. But apparently, Keanu Reeves is also enjoying it, so much so that he stopped at his local independent comic store and bought himself a Johnny Silverhand merch you know what props to you man you know what i that just you are even cooler because you know as the article points out i mean he could have had any any of this merch just sent to him but you know i'm sorry this article didn't It's that that's actually in the twitter comments um which you know hey i'm happy he did this and hey i'm glad you're a cyberpunk 27 7 fan You did a great job, as Johnny Silverhand. You deserve all the credit. It was an amazing job, dude. And it's great to see him go into a little guy's store or whatnot and pick up some merch. That I mean, that definitely had to make that cashier's day. I know I'm not the biggest Keanu Reeves fan in the world, but if I was working behind the counter and the dude came in, I would definitely have a smile on my face for the rest of the day because that would be that's something that's pretty cool. I mean. I like Keanu Reeves because he's, you know, a great actor and whatnot. But he's also huge into motorcycles, which I am too. And um, he's actually co-owner of Arch Motorcycles. And if you haven't checked those out, go check them out. They're pretty cool. It's a neat little bit of history. Um, It's, yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, so I guess the, the only thing I have... Left really to talk about this week so far is uh so there's uh what <laughs> the article claims it's one of the Nintendo Switch's best games it, it I mean it could be I don't own a Switch so I'm I'm not gonna judge but uh Octopath Traveler which is a turn pays turn based JRPG um is finally gonna make it to Xbox via Game Pass. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Game Pass is actually probably a pretty solid investment at this point. Um, it's also coming to Game Pass Ultimate, which I thought should be no brainer. But um, and of course, throughout the rest of the March, you're gonna see uh, Undertale, Empire Sin, Near Automata. Star Wars Squadron, Torchlight Three, Genesis Noir, Pillars of Eternity Two, Deadfire, Ultimate Edition, Superland, and Yakuza 6, The Song of Life, and Um Narte Boy. I'm I'm not really sure what half of these games are about, so I could tell you. Um I know Torchlight 3 changed directions a couple of times. I never really got into the Torchlight games. I think I own both Torchlight 1 and 2 somewhere for free. I got them for free, um, and I just haven't played them. Um, And then, obviously, you can catch any Bethesda games on there. Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Prey, Dishonored Definitive Edition... The Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim Special Edition is on there as well. Um, which I mean that only makes Game Pass probably a better value at this point. I yeah. It's Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, well I mean that's that's pretty much all I got for the today. Um I know it's a little bit shorter than usual, but work has been kicking my ass I've been up since about 4 30 this morning and it's 6 30 p.m. my time so it's been a long day uh but hey um to all you guys that do listen and gals I guess too um I really do appreciate it and uh don't hesitate to give me some feedback I'd love to hear from you guys and uh till next time catch y'all later Ace.